What's up, fam? This is True Sin, a podcast of Crossover Bible Fellowship. In today's episode, we will be discussing relationship goals and how they affect our choices and our communication with the opposite sex. In our culture, relationships have become the goal where singleness is demonized and relationships slash marriage is glorified. Join us as we discuss the love below and how true love can help to redirect our goals and aid the next generation. Yo, yo, yo. So what's up, fam? I want to welcome you guys to another episode of the Truth Serum Podcast. I am your host, Joaquin Morris. I'm joined along with my other co-hosts, Nathan Alote, Brittany Love, and Aaron Bailey. So what's up, fam? How y'all doing today? Doing great, man. How are you? Sure, I'm good, girl. <laughs> man, Nathan, what's up, man? How's, how's everything been going, man? Things been going pretty good. Um, as you mentioned at the time of this recording, we are around Valentine's Day, so I got a lot of events and different stuff I'm helping out with. So I'm running around, but it's all good. No date night? <laughs> <laughs> I have date nights every week. Aaron, you already know that. You already know that, but we won't say what date that is. <laughs> yeah, we know, man. I've been doing good, man. It's g- glad to be on the podcast again and uh, glad to uh, get, get into some truth. Amen. Amen. Yo, yo, yo. So listen, it is Valentine's Day, y'all. I mean, like, so we already heard about Nathan got a date, I guess. So, uh, so like, Aaron, like, you doing anything special, bro? Uh, well, I am doing something special. Uh, I will be taking my girlfriend out on, you know, Valentine's Day. You know, we just had our, you know, we've been together for about a year. So, yeah, you don't you got to do a little something. Hey fam, listen, let me tell y'all something, man. If y'all would see Aaron's page, my man had roses <laughs> in his hand, bro, ready to serve that. Come on, bro. That dude was doing it up. Hey, you got you gotta step up your game, Joaquin. Step up your game. Hey, step up your game. Man, they got me shoot. I'm the only married one in the bunch, so I gotta do something. I'm doing something special for my for my boo too. So I'm just letting y'all know. I'm just letting y'all what know. What you doing, Joaquin? Man, I can't tell y'all because man, I got I got other I got other listeners. You know what I'm saying? Who might who might uh know what I'm doing, so I can't be letting y'all know. So uh not on live, I'll let y'all know afterwards. Brittany, what you got what you got planned? I haven't finalized it yet, but I think I'm gonna plan a little a little galentines for some of the single gals in my life. Okay. The single gals. You better do that thing. All right, man. So hey, and speaking of Valentine's Day, um, have you guys ever figured out like why and how it actually even started? So I did a little research, right? So basically, in ancient Rome, they had the feast called uh, Lupercalia. I hope this was, I hope that's how we. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Where men would sacrifice a goat and a dog, and then they would whip women with the animal skin based on them killing the animal, the goat or the dog. I read an article that said that women would actually line up to get beat because they believed. It would make them fertile. So obviously there was like a lot of things going on during that particular time. And I don't want to go into any details, but I must I assume some things were actually going on during that time because I obviously women thought they were more they were more fertile. Basically, uh, around 300 B.C., they were still, you know, uh, excuse me, 300 A.D., Hold on, Joaquin. I just want to say that is out of control. What? Like, just I mean, in case it didn't seem like that was utterly ridiculous, that is out of control. I was thinking, Joaquin got to stop reading them articles at 3 a.m. late at night. You know when you are on a website on the bottom and it's like 
you won't believe this celebrity. And I, it sounds like you clicked on one of those articles and you, you kind of read at early in the morning, but I ain't going to say nothing about that. Oh, man. Hey, my, my, my fault, y'all. <laughs> my bad job, man. Um, but I, I just read it, man. You know, I mean, in, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, you know what I'm saying? Um, just wanted to, uh, you know, read that. And, and just to kind of finish, just kind of also figure it out, like, around 300 A.D., that's what I meant. I said B.C. earlier, but I meant A.D. Around 300 A.D., um, Rome, the Romans were still persecuting Christians. So around 300, you know, uh, I think it's like 308, 309, of Milan actually went out and uh, around 325 was the Council of Nicaea. So like, you know, all those different things were going on. And eventually uh, the Romans uh, adopted Christianity as the official religion of the Roman Empire. And so uh, while they were still persecuting Christians, there were these two dudes that got martyred for their Christian faith. And both of those names were Valentine. And so basically the Pope during that particular time, um, when Christianity became the official religion of Rome, uh, coined uh, Valentine's Day um, and called it Saint Valentine's Day after those two martyrs. Uh, so, so yeah. So basically, around you know the Renaissance area, um, Valentine's Day started to become very more commercialized. And so now we are here in 2020, where Valentine's Day is probably one of the most commercialized uh, times, uh, you know, in the West in Westernized culture. So. I uh, just wanted to give you all that fun fact or whatnot. So, uh, so yeah. So, um, thank you guys for letting me know what you guys are gonna be doing for Valentine's Day, man. Um, so let's. No, 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 no. I hope y'all not getting whipped. That's what I hope y'all not doing. <laughs> hope y'all not hope getting. Y'all whipped. Ain't even think of it like that. <laughs> ain't nobody whipping me. Amen. That's that's what's up. Nobody want nobody want to whip you in no the dogs. <laughs> all right. So, um, so man, like let's kind of get into it. So, um. Uh, I'm from Georgia, right? So there is a particular group that I would listen to uh, being raised in Georgia. Um, they were I called them the dynamic duo in the music industry um, from from Atlanta, Georgia, um, by the name of Outkast. And if you're not familiar with Outkast, they uh, they they are basically musicians uh, that were from you know the streets of Atlanta. Some some would say big boys from Savannah, but who knows. Um, so in 2003, they put out a duo deluxe album called Speaker Box and Love and the Love Below. Big Boy was on Speaker Box and Andre Three Stacks was on the Love Below. So um, on the Love Below, Andre lays out different types of thought processes uh, for relationships. He discusses topics from sex, communication, uh, communication issues, marriages, um, and etc. Uh, friendships. Uh, the reason why I bring this up is because his album is kind of the way our culture thinks about relationships. Just like The Love Below, our culture also has different types of thoughts when it comes to relationship goals. Uh, just to kind of let you guys know, um, we all, we did another survey um, of our church and uh, we asked the question, what are your current goals for dating? Um and uh, I know about 80% came back and said marriage. Another 70 came back and said friendship. Uh, 50% came back, said checking compatibility. 20% just said fun and a good time. I mean, because, hey, everybody, everybody wants to have fun. Uh, and, uh, right. <laughs> and um, so 10% even said free food. That's just cold. That's just messed up, y'all. Free food. And 10%, another 10% said it's not that serious out of a multiple choice question that everybody answered. So, fam, quick question uh, for you guys. Uh, what do you guys think of these numbers? And uh, what are some other relationship goals that are not on this list? 
I think the numbers make sense uh, just looking at them. And, you know, just quick comment, at least in the survey, people could choose multiple things. So that's why some of the percentages were higher because, you know, people chose multiple things. But, I mean, it makes sense. Majority of people said, you know, marriage and then friendship. Obviously, that should happen prior to marriage going on. And then it was checking compatibility. Um, people would hope I'm compatible with the person I want to spend the rest of my life with. Um, and that being said, so it, I think it falls in pretty normal numbers. I mean, the free food comment is kind of funny, but in reality, like no joke, in reality, yes, I've known many friends who went out with a guy because, you know, they were hungry, you know, so 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 it's kind of funny. But at the same time, you can see where the trend is, at least here, uh, marriage, friendship and making sure people are compatible. I would agree with all those things as well. But I also feel like there's something here, and maybe we'll get to it later. I feel like there's something here that's not being said, which is a lot of people highlighted marriage, friendship, compatible. But, you know, some people feel like marriage is not the rest of my life. Marriage is as long as we're having a fun, good time. And if we're not, then, you know, forget it. But we can talk about things like that later. But those are my thoughts. A.B., what you got over there, man? Um, well, looking at the numbers, I think just, just looking at it, it seems like everybody just wants to get married. Um, and it seems like, I mean, if you're single, um, whatever, like marriage, yeah, I want friendship, kind of like what Nate was saying, and you want to check for compatibility. Um, it is, to me, it is, it's eye-opening, but it's still not eye-opening that, yo, 10% do want free food because I do like Nate. I do know some people, but um, but I think honestly, I think what's not being said is how how am I going to interact inside this relationship? Like when I when I come and meet someone, what are what are their financial status? Are they good communicators? Um, <laughs> do they want to stay pure or do they want to hey, just get it in? <laughs> um so I think I think even though I think the survey is good, we all want to get to marriage, there's a lot of things as as you're talking about 50% want to check compatibility, checking compatibility of okay, spiritually, financially, um, personally, uh, vocationally. So I think there's a lot of different things that are not on the list, but I do see a trend of saying, yo, people do want to get married and they do want to be in that marriage covenant. Cool, man. Appreciate it, A.B., man. B-Love, what you got over there? Yep, I called her by her nickname. B-Love, what's going on? Like, Let me know. Um, what do you think about the numbers and uh, what are other some other relationship goals that are not on this list? I'm definitely with these guys about the numbers not being shocking or surprising. I did want to say a couple words about checking compatibility. I'd like to know what people mean when they say checking compatibility because sometimes we can be under the impression that we'll meet somebody and things will just fall into place. And if we're compatible, if things are, quote, right, then that means that we won't have problems, we won't have struggles, and everything will be pretty problem-free. Um, and human relationships don't work that way. Another thing that I noticed, at least for me, one goal that I usually have in all of my relationships, but also in dating, is my personal growth. So I'm consistently thinking about how can I do this better? How can I love this person better? How can I learn more about myself so that I can show up more authentically and kind of give myself 
um, and sacrifice in ways that are that are real and that are spirit led. And I know that sounds like ultra spiritual, but my my goal in life is to become more like Jesus. And so this is one of another tool for that. And so when I when I'm meeting somebody new, when I'm getting to know them, then I'm thinking, how can I serve you? Not just what can I get from you or like how can you know when you what else are you gonna buy me? Everybody loves free food, but like <laughs> it's not a lot. <laughs> well, welcome to, you know, life. <laughs> I'm hating. I'm so hating. Hold on, hold on. She said, well, she said, welcome to life. Okay, what ha- what happened to being equal? You know what I'm saying? Okay, anyway, let's not I get never into said that. that, Nathan. Let's not Thank get you. into that. Where everybody, hello, look. Can you serve me by giving me a free meal? I actually brought some free stuff today. No. Just want to point that out. <laughs> hey, 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 I like flowers too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Buy yourself some flowers. <laughs> No, nah, thank you guys so much for answering. Um, I have a, I actually, uh, I think the num- I think the same thing you guys think about the numbers. Um, I actually thought about one other thing that I think nobody is really saying up in this piece. I'm, and I'm going to be real. I think uh, another relationship goal that's not on this list is sex. I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, you know, before, you know, before salvation, prior to me being saved by the blood of Jesus through the gospel of Jesus Christ, prior to that, like my one of my goals was actually just to see if I can actually get it. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but you know, I had some, you know, types of thinking that wasn't necessarily up to par with what the Bible says. So um so I think that's something that's on this list because I I've, I've had friends also that also shared that shared with me that I can't be in a relationship or even think about getting married until I know that 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 thing thing is right. So like you know like so that so that that's that that's that's my deal. I mean so you know that's what I think on there. So now I've shared what I thought. Nathan shared. Uh, Ab shared. B love is shared. Now h- here's the deal. We know that there are different types of relationships that are in this world. Like we have. I have a relationship with Aaron Bailey. I have a relationship with Brittany. But I'm not going to go home and you know uh, you know like sleep with. Uh, you know, uh, Brittany or go home and, you know, be with um, Aaron Bailey when I, when I get home or whatever. So like my, so I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, just trying to be real. So here's, so here's my question. And um, how do we actually define what a relationship is? Right. Because although I have a relationship with Brittany as my sister in Christ, she's not someone that I'm going to be intimate with. So, um, um, and although I have a relationship with uh, Nate, with, with Nathan here, you know, he's not somebody I'm going to go, you know, we're not going to share, uh, we're not going to share things, certain things together, like our finances and things like that, that may, that would have, what a marriage may actually require. So how are we defining relationships? Because I believe before we talk about the goals, we need to be able to talk about what type of relationship are we talking about? So what y'all think? Like, like, how do we define a relationship? What type of relationship are we talking about? Well, no, really quick. Uh, the interesting thing about the question you're posing is there's different types of relationships, as we all know. It's, when you say the word relationship, people always default to romantic relationships. But there's different types of relationships, of course. Of course, you know, if you're a family member, you got siblings, you got that family love that you have for one another. And they're literal family. They may do things you don't like and or enjoy. 
it may get on your nerves, but there's a bond that you have, which is we share the same DNA. We share the same blood. Like we're family, right? And we, and we should be connected per se. And of course you have friendships. Of course you have uh, situationships. <laughs> of course you have um, the marriage relationship and you even have like enemies, haters, you know? So you even have that there. The interesting thing is people tend to make up different definitions or their own definitions of how things are supposed to go in all of those. So whenever you're dealing with somebody, it's not like they by default have the same exact thoughts of any of those levels I talked about with you. Because I don't know about you all, I have family members who barely ever talk to me at all. And like, we're but we're bonded together in terms of like our lineage, but we barely talk. I have friends who I talk to more than my sibling. So, right, regardless, so we're like, we're very good friends, right? But even in those friendships, some friends are like, hey, we good friends, but like, if I forget your birthday, whatever. However, uh, I, Joaquim over here, if he forgets his wife's birthday, she's upset, right? But regardless, I'm just highlighting the fact that, yes, we all as humans have these different types of relationships, but I just find it interesting that everybody kind of has their own rules for each, and you have to somewhat figure out what each of those rules, boundaries, and standards each person has because they're not all playing by one set standard. I think they should, but I know for a fact people don't. Thoughts? Well, I think relationships, we as humans are designed for relationships. Uh, we come into the world within a relationship already. Every person who is born has a relationship with God as an enemy. <laughs> so like every, I mean, I'm born to a mother. I'm her daughter. That's our relationship. The quality of our relationship, that's another thing. But the way, the, the relation that I have to somebody it can be a neighbor. It can be a classmate, a schoolmate, a teacher. So there's a, it kind of defines itself, um, the word itself. Um, but I do think kind of like what Nathan was saying, that different relationships come with different expectations. Mm -hmm. In some ways, this makes perfect sense. Um, you don't put the same expectation on your neighbor as you do on your mom. Uh, she has responsibilities to you that your neighbor doesn't have. One thing that I think is fascinating is that Jesus redefined what it means to have a relationship with someone and what the expectation is when he said, love one another as I have loved you. Um, love your neighbor as yourself. And kind of like what we talked, I mean, in the past, it was considered that if someone, if someone had an enemy, you don't treat that person like a friend. You treat that person like an enemy. And so the way that we do relationships as Christians, whatever the relationship is, even if it's a relationship or non-relationship, so to speak, to a stranger, there are expectations from God about the way that we interact with that person. So, Brittany, a relationship, um, I'm assuming based on what you were saying, we have different, you know, expectations of what a relationship would be, correct? So, like, how would, based on what we're talking about now as far as relationship goes, what do you think, you know, the type of relationship we're talking about now, we're talking about like a platonic relationship or are we talking about like, you know, 
you know, boyfriend, girlfriend type, you know, relationship here. When we hear people mention relationship goals, they normally aren't referring to relationships outside of um, a romantic relationship. So I don't see re- I don't see hashtag relationship goals about BFFs, although that could happen. Um, so generally people, although some people still have goals for their best friends, right? But <laughs> a lot of times hashtag relationship goals is about look at this old couple they've been together for so long or like look at this guy doing this nice thing for his wife or for his girlfriend. Hashtag relationship goals. I want that. Um, and it, I think maybe because there's a certain allure to a romantic relationships and uh, romantic relationships are really easy to romanticize. People don't really romanticize friendships, although friendships can be so rewarding and so beautiful and so essential. So hashtag relationship goals, generally we refer to romantic ones. Cool, man. No, thank you, Brittany. I really appreciate that. AB, um, what, what's your, what are your thoughts, man? Man, when it comes to relationships, um, I think about the connectivity that someone has with another person. So I think we talked about the romantic relationship, how um, the connection is because I like you, because I want to get to know you. I want to grow with you or my relationship, me as a teacher with my students. It is my connected to that. I I am teaching you. We are growing. I'm growing you in a academic subject and academic language. Um, so I think when anytime when it comes to relationships, it's the connectivity that you have with one another to be able to produce whatever it is in that relationship that needs to occur. Cool, man. Oh, thank you guys for your responses. Um, I think people are going to be truly helped by that. Um, now, really quick, it sounds like to me that having relationship goals, there's nothing wrong with having relationship goals. Right. I mean, like, do, do you guys agree with that? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, 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 so with that being said, I mean, like, why are we even talking about relationship goals anyway? I mean, like, like, what is like, like, what is the problem? I mean, if it's OK to have goals and if it's OK to have relationship goals, what seems to be the problem? Well, I think the problem simply is. Uh, in any conflict, right? Brittany alluded to it. There's an expectation set. When they, when certain expectations don't line up, you have conflict. So I have a goal for a relationship that doesn't match your goal, right? Um, sometimes on the onset, when, as it relates to romantic relationships, they look the same. I like you, you like me. The goal is to like each other. Goals change, you know? Uh, goals change, and when goals supposedly change and they don't line up, you get conflict. So basically what you're saying is there's a certain type of subjectivity uh, when it comes to relationships. Oh, someone's been reading the dictionary. Yeah. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) I also think that sometimes when we make goals, we think about goals in a very limited sense. We think about self-actualization and becoming the best we can be. And it's very self-centered, me-oriented. It's about my life being awesome and me being happy. And I think a lot of times we don't consider self-sacrifice um, and what it looks like to to give of ourselves in all of our relationships. And so I think that's a problem when my goals are about me and not others. Mm-hmm. 
also think goals can be comparative. So I'm comparing, I'm trying to reach this goal because I see someone who has, and I'm comparing how I am to someone else. And so I think sometimes that can be a, a definitely a problem when it comes to my relationships. Is my relationship trying to honor God or am I trying to be like this other person? And I think that comparativity uh, when it comes to relationship goals can be very dangerous. I agree, especially because we have a very limited view of other people's lives. And I think perhaps that's why we're told, like, don't covet stuff that doesn't belong to you. Um, because there's so much to be thankful for in what we do have. But not only that, if I look at somebody's marriage, I'm, I'm truly only seeing this really, really, really small slice. That's the same way as if I look at your Instagram, at your Facebook, at your Twitter, whatever. I don't know you and I don't know y'all, but it's so true. Like, it, that's a huge, huge deal rates of like loneliness and dissatisfaction are, are so high right now because people are looking at, at these glimpses of other people's lives and getting an idea about what other people have that they don't have and feeling deprived. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, you guys have said something, said some really good things. Um, I definitely think when certain expectations are not met, you know, the conflict is definitely on the rise uh, when we have defined our own type of goal. Um, just like to, um, to Aaron's point, um, we definitely uh, can, compare ourselves uh, to certain, you know, to certain things, you know, but I, I want to kind of take it a step deeper because it's one thing to, you know, have disagreements on what our goal on what our goals will be. And it's another, and it's another thing also to compare because in technically, you know, I can, in my disagreement, I technically could be right, you know, with, with, you know, with, with what I want based on what somebody else wants. Um, and the same thing goes with what Aaron was saying about, you know, it's okay to, you know, be inspired by another couple. You know, um, it's okay to see a married couple and say, man, I want that for my life. Like, that's okay. So I think also even going a step deeper, I think the problem is when we idolize non-essential goals and neglect the ultimate goal. Because there is a, there is another, although we have relationship goals, there's another goal that we as believers are held accountable to. <laughs> and it's the relationship goal. That's totally right. So so with that being said, what are some of our current thoughts in our culture today that revolve around our, you know, our, you know, lack of biblical understanding? What are some what are some of those current thoughts in our culture today that we think about when we think about relationship goals? I will start it off. So like uh, one of the things I think uh, that's a big, huge issue is. Uh, marriage goals. Um, and, and I'm saying that because nothing's wrong with wanting to be married. In fact, uh, you know, in you know, the, the Bible even, you know, um, even wants people, you know, to be to be married. So like when we're talking about the Bible, it doesn't it, it condones marriage. You know, marriages, um, marriages, you know, marriage is a good thing. And so there's nothing wrong with, you know, wanting to be married. However, sometimes I think in, in our culture, we allow marriage itself to be the goal. So once I actually get to marriage, um, marriage becomes my number one. It's I, as if if I am single, I have just become upgraded now because marriage has become an upgrade versus, you know, versus something that we're going to talk about later. So so um, so marriage is more so of an upgrade versus, you know, giving honor to God with who I'm, with who I'm marrying. That's also really interesting because 
in our society, people don't understand the purpose of marriage and don't understand the the weight of marriage, that marriage reflects something so much greater than here and now, uh, reflecting Christ and his church and kind of what God is calling people to in marriage really is is love and service and the way that our culture views marriage, not only in a negative sense, but something that's taking something that number one, I should avoid <laughs> uh, because it stifles me and stifles my goal. But I also think that we are just so oriented around what we want that when we look at marriage, we imagine that marriage should be about what we want and it's just not. Yeah, I was going to make a comment and just say, uh, you know, to some degree in our culture, we we have a very entitled culture, uh, meaning that, you know, we want what we want and we have the freedom to get it or we have the freedom to allow our dreams to come true or we have the freedom to go desire. So in a sense, the culture that we live in right now, America, specifically the U.S., um, it's a culture where go for your dreams, go for what you want, in a sense, sacrifice to get what you want, not sacrifice to, for the benefit of someone else, which which is very interesting because, you know, other cultures I've been to around the world, there's this more so communal aspect of it to say we're going to do something for the benefit of everyone in this village, everyone in this city, everyone we have that to certain degrees, but a lot of times, again, it's around an individual, even as it pertains to elections and voting for people. We all know, yes, you try to align with a politician who shares your worldview kind of a little bit, but a lot of times you're nervous because the politician going to end up doing what they want to do rather than for the benefit of all, right? So, yeah, just wanted to highlight that, and I see that happen in relationships as well to where... People are asking, what can I get out of it? You know, like, I upgraded you. Like, what can you offer me? What can you offer me? And that's not always a bad question to ask because, yeah, somebody doesn't need to bring something to the table. But, again, it's just this idea of it's about me rather than I'm going to do something for the benefit of someone else, which is the crux of, like, any successful marriage. I'm making sure this person gets everything they need to be the best person they can be. I'm giving of myself. When two people do that, that's great. When we have one person who does that, one who is just taking, once again, conflict and problems. No, cool, man. Thanks, man. Um, so another goal that I also thought about was sex. Now, I'm I, now I get it, you know, people yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I get it. People get right, it's Valentine's Day. People get a little taboo when we talk about sex. Oh my gosh, right? But but, you know, like I've been I've been in circles where I've heard men actually say, in order for me to be in a relationship with someone, I need to make sure that the sex is good first. And and, and, and especially when it comes to marriage, like I'm not going to marry anybody unless, you know, unless I know for a fact that the sex is good. So, like, you know, like, can y'all maybe share some light on that, too? And I'm and I'm curious to hear from a woman's perspective of what Brittany would have to say about that. So I, I actually am so excited that you brought that up 
because I think that sex is one of the expressions of the same thing that we've been talking about, or we use sex in the same way that me and Nathan were just talking about, because for me to demand that you give me what I have not fully committed to before I fully commit to you is a really extreme, um, albeit common, act of selfishness. Um, God tells us, no, you commit first. And we're like, oh, no, thanks. And I think what's crazy is that in our human thinking, we think if I just test things out, that'll help in the long run. I don't have to be afraid of the unknown. I don't have to be freaked out. I don't have to be confused. I don't have to be worried. Um, And it works kind of in the opposite way. When people do cohabitate, when people do sleep together, um, and especially with cohabitation, the thought process is if I live with you, I'll see what it's like. Then I decide if I want to stay with you forever, which is that kind of earning relationship, like make me happy, always please me, do things right, or I'm not choosing you Mm -hmm. versus I've already chosen you. It doesn't matter what you do. And in that space, there's freedom to to mess up and also freedom to grow. Not only that, when people do cohabitate, they're more likely to leave the relationship after they get married. They're significantly more likely to leave. And so I think that um, people get freaked out about getting married and being sexually bored and don't kind of realize that with any other potential issue in marriage, that you don't have control, you mm-hmm. know, but you do have choices. That's my really, two I want to build on what you said really quick. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to let you finish right quick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but in really quick. No, but uh, no, I just wanted to piggyback on what she said on the element of a lot of times what people are doing, they don't recognize it might not be beneficial for the marriage down the line, specifically put. And I can find this and paste it into the show notes. But there's stats that show when you cross certain boundaries or even live together prior to being married, you're not you're, you have a higher rate of getting divorced. I personally think that's because marriage is seen as this uh, sanctified honorable thing big big life goal uh big life change but if you already kind of get everything up front when you get married you really don't feel any different except for maybe the legals is done and maybe a last name changes you know yeah you get a tax break too but like if you already done all that you don't even feel you don't even feel anything i mean in our culture that's that's the term wifey because you're like She's already kind of like my wife, but she's not. But she already kind of kind of is. So, like, what's the point of, like, taking this step? So there's that aspect of it where marriage, in a sense, loses its um, what makes it unique, I would say, in sanctity, as you just mentioned. But the other thing that you're calling out, and I said this in the pre-show, but, um, yeah, I feel like people <laughs> want their marriage. And I'll say exactly what I said. Um, I feel like people want their relationships in marriages, you know, uh, well, before marriages, they want their relationships before marriage like they like their U.S. presidents. And what I mean by that is a lot of times I remember people were like, Obama, man, Obama. Yeah, we're going to vote for Obama. Woo. And then it was like Obama's middle name is Hussein. And then people were like, uh, like, like, OK, but but is he Christian? Because if he if he kind of is Christian, he got my vote. But if he Muslim, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? He might blow up something. And there was this nervousness because, in a sense, you want Obama to be Christian because you know he'll, in a sense, do right. But you don't want him to, like, change a whole bunch of stuff. So what I mean by that is, again, you want your president to be safe to make the country better. But you don't want them to really, like, change your life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like people treat relationships that way. Hey, I want this relationship 
and I want you to be safe to a certain degree, even Christians. I want you to be safe to a certain degree, but hey, like if we fall every now and then, that's cool. Plus, I got to discover how it was before we got married. So, hey, there's grace. Hey, we good. And, and that's my three cents. Yeah, that grace, I mean, that grace is real, but I think you, I think in the, when you add that to the equation, if you add sex into the equation, um, and just even thinking about sex, sex should be serving one another. So if you're talking about going into a relationship and you're trying to get something that is not you're not serving that person when you should be in the sexual relationship, just serving that person in marriage. Cool, man. Um, thank you, guys, man. Um, I agree with a lot of the things that you guys have said. Um, now, now that we have discussed, you know, some of the myths when it comes to setting our goals and thinking about our goals. What are what are some biblical and historical truths that mediate the thoughts of our culture? Um, so, for instance, like how does God define relationships? Um, as we noted, you know, um, in the early in the episode on community, um, a godly relationship starts with godly people. Right. So. Um, so and I can't even be a friend with somebody who doesn't fear God and keep his and keep his command and keep his word. That's Psalms 119, 63, right? And the Bible tells us also to have love for the brothers and the sisters and, and, and our sisters. So, um, so what are your thoughts on how does God define relationships in the in the context of our culture today? Yeah, really quick. Uh, when you take it back to the garden, Adam and Eve, more specifically, um, <laughs> when you take it back to that, you get to the point of where you see guys like, I set you up for success. However, to thrive you need me. Uh, I remember some time ago, I did, I did like a thermodynamics presentation on the creation story. <laughs> anyway, Aaron probably liked that since he's a science guy. I had, I had to do that in college. But more specifically, I was saying, you know, Adam and Eve were not, they were upkeeping the garden. They weren't the reason why the garden was even growing. Like God, in a sense, set them up for success. So God's saying at a basic level, I can set you up for success. However, you need me to thrive. And the reason why I'm bringing that up once again is oftentimes as it relates to what we've been talking about, people feel like I don't need God to do A, B, and C, or God can't really tell me about sex because I can learn that, you know, from, um, I can learn that on Google. I can learn that late at night when nobody's looking. I can learn about that from the industry. I don't need that from God. But ultimately, God is laying out and defining relationships and saying, you need to know what I think about relationships in order to do them right, period. And that's with anything, and relationships is no different. You need me to know how to be kind. You need me to know how you need to love your neighbor as you love yourself. You need me to know how you're supposed to forgive people. You need me to know what you should do to an enemy or not do to an enemy. You need me for everything in life and godliness. So again, at its core, God's just saying, you need me to do any of these things. Mm. No, that was good, man. Um, I know that, you know, sometimes uh, we also ask the question, you know, like, what should our relationship goals be based on the scriptures? And um, I, we talk a lot about marriage. And one of the things that I know that, um, that I've learned, you know, just being married, uh, I wish I would have known this is, you know, in, when I was single, is that although the Bible supports marriage, marriage is really the ultimate goal. Right? I mean, excuse me, I'm sorry, uh, not the ultimate goal. 
Uh, but but really serving God um, is really the ultimate goal and, and making his name great is the ultimate goal. So because so like for a lot of people who think marriage is the goal, a lot of times, you know, they think, like I said before, that marriage is an upgrade. However, you know, marriage isn't the goal, but honoring God in your relationships is. And for the singles, you know, a lot of times, you know, um, they think, hey, well, how should, you know, singles uh, believe uh, how should single believers think about relationship and dating goals? And I think number one, they should always think about honoring goal in what they do. Um, a lot of time honoring God, excuse me, honoring God in what they do. Um, a lot of times, um, even when it comes to marriage or whatnot, we, I think of marriage now as basically working in a department store. Um, I am behind the counter. Um, and I'm basically at the register, but when I'm single, I'm at the register alone. Um, but, all for the same purpose of basically making more money for the company. Uh, the same thing goes when I'm married. When, I, when I'm married, I'm still behind the register. The only difference is, is that I have another person behind the register with me. And so now we're working together as a married couple or, you know, as a, as people that are a part of that company, making both making money for, for the company. In other words, you know, although I am, you know, serving and um, maximizing my life, and making the most of my time while I'm single, I should be doing the same thing when I'm married by honoring God in what in what we in what I do. Um, now, really quick. Oh, go, go, go ahead. I ha, ha, go, go ahead. I'm sorry. So I just want to say a quick word for the ladies, um, fellas. You can you can take this in too if you'd like. But this is specifically for the ladies. I think sometimes at Valentine's Day, it's easy to buy in to the idea that if your life doesn't look like um, some sort of sitcom, if you don't have a boo or a bae um, or any other term, that something is wrong with you. And I just want to let you know how loved you are and that surely there are other people in your community that you can reach out to, to spend some time with, that you can get to know, that you can serve other single people or even other married people to invest in their lives and have them invest in yours. Um, but you don't have to choose to go on Bumble just because it's Valentine's Day. You don't have to choose to uh, do any, I mean, you can, I'm not saying don't go on Bumble, but I'm just saying that you are worth so, so much um, and you're loved. So no matter what it feels like or seems like, you've got choices and you can choose to love on somebody else today. And um, and with that, I think some of the action steps that we can take is just being in community with others, especially if you're single. I mean, I'm a single guy. Um, and even though you date or even though you're out like you're dating someone, you still need community. And when you talk about maximizing your singleness, like that's not being with your bae all the time. Like sometimes it's being it's being with brothers, growing, growing with brothers, going out to eat, growing with the brothers, um, long suffering brothers and growing in the face, iron sharpening iron. So I think when it when it comes to action steps and what we as single men or even even men who are married, yo, it is being in community with other brothers and being able to grow with a other brothers in life. Man, amen. Man, um, I want to thank you guys for uh, this episode and just coming on and sharing your thoughts about relationship goals. And I think, uh, you know, what we need to also make sure that we understand is that sometimes uh, when we think about our goals, sometimes we can idolize those goals and neglect the ultimate goal, which is to uh, make God's name great. Right. And so um, so we just need to work. Nothing's wrong with having uh, goals. 
But a lot of times we need to work through those goals and make sure, hey, and ask the question, are they for me or are they for or are they for bringing God glory? Um, so now with that being said, uh, do you guys have any resources that maybe we could that maybe people could maybe pick up, read, um, you know, that may be able to help them um, in their in, in their goal setting? Yeah. I, and uh, well, I know one of the one of the books um, that we are one of the resources is Life and Community by Dustin Willis. Um, I know I was just talking about community with the brothers and maximizing your singleness found in Ephesians 5, 15 through 20. I just wanted to throw that in there. But Life and Community, I think that's definitely a good one. Yeah, I'd also like to shout out Tim Keller's The Meaning of Marriage. Even though marriage is in the title, this is an excellent book for a single animated person to understand what God says about marriage, to understand what our culture is saying about marriage, and to really clearly see the dif- disparity there. Also, it's great to help single people think about who who should I consider? Um, what are my unrealistic expectations? And how can I do this well? So check it out, The Meaning of Marriage. Yeah, another uh, good book, too, to pop down the cop is uh, Your Marriage Today and Tomorrow by Crawford and Karen Loritz. Um, that's going to be, you know, it's extremely helpful when it comes to making your relationship matter. Um, you know, not only right now, but also for the next generation as well. So I would, I would also think about, you know, getting that book also to, uh, help you guys out with, uh, with marriage. Yeah. A book I want to recommend, cause you know, we talked about sex a little bit. I mean, we didn't go super, super deep cause that could be its own episode in and of itself, but a great book to look at is At the Altar of Sexual Idolatry by Steve Gallagher. Um, now, the author is a man, so he tends to write more from the male perspective, of course, because he's a man. Um, however, he really writes about the counseling sessions that he's had with multiple men. And the thing that I'll say is a lot of men, women as well, build up the habit of certain sexual behaviors before they get married. And a lot of times, they don't resolve it. They get married and it's there in the marriage, secret and creeping and and then it pops up later on and some of these things can end a marriage. So I know we didn't dive into it too much, but one danger with, I guess you can say, crossing the boundary and being intimate before the proper time in the context of marriage is you create habits in people that you might not solve. So if I didn't have to wait for you prior to marriage and you just gave me what I wanted whenever I wanted it, now that I'm married, why do I have to wait to divorce you to get what I want from another woman? Now, <laughs> now I'm not trying to start restart up the podcast, but the reason I'm saying that is there, it's not that, yeah, great, you should not cheat on your spouse for sure. But you built up a habit of a certain sexual behavior. And now all of a sudden marriage is supposed to fix it. It doesn't. And this book talks about that it not being fixed and the fact that you need to really dig into those issues so you can be free and have a thriving marriage. And I do just want to real quick add that even if you have done some of the things that we talked about today, all of us are sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. We're all in need of the grace of God and the cross of Jesus. Uh, for, for salvation. And so just know that God is a redeemer, um, that he's able to restore your brokenness. He's able to to heal you and to to renew you. And so whatever you've done is not the end. There is so much hope in Jesus. Man, man, I think this was a good episode. Thank you guys so much once again for joining us uh, on the Truth Serum podcast. 
We look forward to seeing you on the next episode where we're going to be talking about cultural addiction. Uh, can't wait to get into that. Uh, man, it's going to be amazing. And um, so does anybody got y'all, y'all good? I think we're good. Uh, enjoy Valentine's Day, you know, but at the same time, uh, don't treat it as, I guess I'll say like like we used to treat high school prom. Yo, yo, it's the prom, it's prom night. It's like bingo. I get a free space to do whatever tonight. You know, uh, don't don't treat Valentine don't treat Valentine's correct. Don't pass go. Um, don't collect two hundred dollars. Um, again, Valentine's Day is like don't use that as hey, it's Valentine's Day. Hey man, you know, just one time a year. You know, it's just finna stuff finna go down. You know, don't use it as a a free space to do something that you know you may be you may regret uh, later on. And ask for help. If you know you might be in a comp, if you know that tonight will be difficult for you, let your friends know so they can hold you accountable. If you want to hear more on this subject or if you have any comments, um, please let us know um, because we w- we want to hear from you, the listener. And so if you have if you want us to go deeper into the goals or anything else, please let us know um, and we'll be delighted to do so for you. Yes, and uh, uh, if you guys have any questions that you guys might want to ask, you, you're so welcome to send us an email at truth at crossoverbf.com, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you guys. Man, thank you guys, and God bless. See ya. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you said. <laughs> 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 <laughs>